recording. Go. Oh, I was recording already. Recording. 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 Okay. <sighs> All right. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of that which is currently called Four Guys and a Comic. Uh, it's been a while, and we have a lot of... Well, breaking news, I guess you could say. Not so much in the world of comic books, but in in our world, in the four guys world, the, the four GAC world, the four GAC, we have some uh, heartbreaking news and some exciting news and just all around news. Um, I'm about to sneeze, so once... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was trying to fight it this whole time. <laughs> all right. So, anyways, uh, we have some news. Um, first of all, most people know that Mike Nova has uh, been MIA for a while. And uh, he's MIA again tonight, that mother bastard. Um, he will be joining us periodically throughout. Um, however, Michael uh, Red Skull has had to take leave from the podcast and some things to focus on himself, basically. Um, he's got some things going on, and family's more important, and so he's he's kind of stepping away from things and uh, is leaving it in our capable hands. Uh, but there is absolutely no bad blood. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like, oh, we got in a huge fight and blah, blah. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. He just has some things going on and he needed to kind of step away for a bit. Um, if he ever wanted to come back, obviously we would welcome him with open arms. Um, so going forward, uh, Alex and I, Rusty, we've been talking about what we are going to do with the podcast and how we want to go forward. And um, I think we've kind of decided that it's time to uh, rebrand. It's time to do something different. I mean, obviously, it's no longer four guys in a comic. We're missing Red. Uh, Nova is unavailable a lot of times due to his work schedule and his traveling and things like that. He is going to join when he can. But primarily, it's going to be me and Alex going forward. So what better way than just to rebrand everything and, you know, do new stuff, right? No, definitely. It's always, I feel like it's going to be something that's going to be, you know, fresh, new. Um, we're going to get to talk about a lot of things that you may not know about us. Just, I mean, we may have mentioned it here and there, some of our other hobbies other than comics, whenever we were talking on the podcast in, you know, previous episodes. Um, but this will be something broader, more exciting. Um, and you know, I'm sad to see Red Skull go for now or Michael go for now, but, uh, you know, we're still in contact with him. You can still write us and we can relay messages to him if you really, really need it that bad. That um, is true. That he's is still true. around. It's not like he's dropping off the face of the earth and hopefully we'll see him back in the near future. Yep. So in the meantime, me and Alex, you know, we kind of got to talking and, and, we're obviously passionate about comics. Like we love comics, but we also love other things other than comics. And we're like, let's branch out into the world of geekdom. Okay. Like 
let's discuss other things that we're passionate about and that we're geeky about or nerdy about or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and let's kind of broaden our horizons. Let's let the world get to know us a little bit better. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about all things, anything from comic books to cosplay to wrestling to video games to movies to toys to statues to uh, anything, I guess, really. I mean, anything that's really geek. We want, even if I like, okay, cosplay, I think it's fair to say neither one of us are cosplayers, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I've uh, ever cosplayed. You don't count uh, yeah, high school yeah, musicals and stuff. Yeah, right? Halloween. Is Halloween <laughs> cosplaying? Yeah, I don't know. Right. So. Neither one of us are cosplayers. However, that doesn't mean that I don't want to learn more about cosplay. I'd be I'd love to have somebody come onto the show that's a cosplayer to talk to us about cosplaying, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's crazy how big of a cosplay community is out there, and I honestly feel like not a lot of people know a lot about the cosplay community in general. I mean, there's your certain fandoms, you know, you go to a convention or whatever, you see people dress up and stuff. But, I mean, there's groups, there's famous individuals. You may see lists of cosplayers at conventions, look at them and have no idea who they are. But, I mean, they put a lot of effort into their craft. And, you know, it, I think it'd be something cool to talk about sometime. Or maybe talk to someone in that, you know, community. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have somebody come onto the show and talk to us about cosplay. Um, I'm slowly venturing into the world of statues while they are expensive as all get out and I can't really afford a lot. Um, they are still mind blowing pieces of art. I mean, mind blowing. And it turns out they have like, you know, the side shows and the bird, uh, tweeter bird, or was it tweeter head? Uh, whatever it is. Tweeter they have all bird. these different. Is that the company? I don't know. I was just saying. I think Tweeter it's Tweeterhead. Sounds funny. So no, I think Tweeterhead is. I think I think Tweeterhead's the name of the company. But anyways, okay. there's a lot of these like Bowen statues. Like there's so many like Bowen Studios. You know, there's so many of these like statue companies out there, and uh, that make amazing stuff. But then there's this whole other world where people are doing custom statues. I didn't even know that was a thing oh, until yeah. recently. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, you can find anything they, on the internet. Oh, and they look amazing. I'm not talking about people doing like little mini figure i'm talking about full-blown custom statues that look mind-blowing but are not officially licensed so like i would love to have people on to talk about that i like toys alex likes toys i would love to talk about toys i got a lot of toys alex wants to teach me more about the current modern world of wrestling yeah i used to like wrestling well we don't just now, have to talk about new wrestling i mean it's interesting uh, but, you know, uh, I've been watching a lot of 80s stuff, too, AWA, NWA, WCCW. Um, I mean, it, you know, Mid-South, Mid-Atlantic. There's a whole bunch of territories <laughs> out there from the 80s with your Ric Flairs and your Ricky Steamboats Woo! and your Macho Mans. And you know what? I've even seen some crazy stuff with Shawn Michaels before he was in the WWF and stuff, you know, back in his AWA and Mid-South days, you know. And it's crazy just going back and seeing all this stuff, uh, you know. As someone that grew up watching it in the 90s, watches it currently, going back and having a little bit of a blast from the past is fun. See, did you guys just hear that passion in his voice when he got to talking about wrestling? That's what I'm talking about. We want to create a podcast that drives a lot of passion and that, you know, touches on all things geek. And so that's kind of what we're going to go for in the future. And hopefully you guys dig it. And we're going to have not just professionals. We're going to have 
people from the groups, people that we know come on and talk to us about stuff that they're passionate about, whatever the case may be. We want to make this an all-inclusive geekdom podcast. Um, as far as what it will be called going forward, I don't know. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, still, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, but I do think that we're going to keep four guys to a degree, like almost like a network name. So that way you guys can still find us under the four guys name. Um, we're still keeping the four guys name alive. We, we don't want to just say, Hey, fuck everyone. And you know, get rid of it. Um, but yeah, it's time to do something different. It's time to do something new. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. You can always email us at four guys in a comic at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at four guys in the comic. That's the number four guys in a comic. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think. So anyway, this week we decided that we're going to keep comic books still relevant this week. Um, it is still a big part of our lives and it is still a big part of what we do on a daily basis. We love reading comics. So that being said, let's just dive in. Alex, what is it that you have been reading lately? I know Marvel has dropped a lot of new big titles within the last couple months. And uh, I'll just, I'll get into my thoughts on that here in a minute, but what are, what are your thoughts? What are you currently reading? So for current books, you know, I'm still reading my weapon X. I'm still reading all my X-Men stuff. I know it can be rough for some of you out there. I know uh, tap uh, Matt here gave up on X-Men basically. Oh yeah. For the most yeah part. Dude, I can't, I can't do it, man. But Cannot do it. But we're done with our X-Men weddings besides Gambit and Rogue going off on their honeymoon and whatnot. Um, and Weren't uh, they already married before? Like, obviously no, I'm not the most X-Men aficionado, but really. Really. Wow. All right. yeah. I would have figured they would have got married like in the 90s or something. You would think so. But in the 90s, the big deal was uh, Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey since uh, it was not Madeline Pryor having Bay. Jean Grey was back and everything, and they had their X-Men number 30 wedding issue. So, All right, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. But um, besides that, I caught up uh, recently with uh, the new Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, with Ryan yes. Offley and, and Nick, uh, Nick Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. And I, I like the art a lot, and uh, the writing isn't bad at all. I mean, it flows oh, pretty well. Okay. I was very surprised. Uh, the art sells it, though, for me, man. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have to have the best writer if you had a really good artist, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it helps. But um, Nick Spencer, I mean, he did a pretty dang good job. It was pretty bang, uh, pretty banging and stuff. And like I said, I love the way in the first issue that he drew, um, Ryan Otley drew the thing. I liked the way Ben Grimm looked with him. Yes. So, okay, since you brought it up, Spider-Man is one of the titles that I wanted to talk about. So, I am not normally a big Nick Spencer fan. Mm -hmm. um, I've I didn't like what he was doing with the whole cap thing. I got lost in that whole thing. I've read Superior Foes of Spider Man, and while I know a lot of people love it, they thought it was hilarious. It fell kind of flat for me. I wasn't really a big fan. Um, I did like Morning Glories. I haven't read it all, but from what I have read, I do like Morning Glories. I thought that was actually pretty good. There's a pretty small, like, little niche group that loves that that uh, comic, man. Yeah, dude, it's actually... I didn't even know what it was about. Um, I finally got around to it, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go check out this book. I don't even know what it is, but people keep talking about it. Mike had it in his collection. Both Michaels had it in their collection. I said, I'm going to go check it out and see what the heck this is all about. And I read the a first 
handful of issues or whatever, and I was blown away. It is not at all what you think that book is about. Like, you look at the cover, and it looks kind of flowery and, like, pretty. And, and nah, man, that book is dark. It's, well, that'll be for another time. Yeah, it takes a turn. We're not talking turn. about Morning Glories, though, right now. What are we talking uh, about? That takes a turn. So, anyway, I'm not really a big Nick Spencer fan, but I do love Ryan Otley. I'm with you on the Ryan Otley art. Um, I love Ryan Otley. I've loved him since Invincible, obviously. He's a fantastic artist. So, I was sold just on that, and then I'm like, all right, well, I really, really, really enjoyed Slot's, you know, what, 10-year run, whatever it was, on Spider-Man. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. So I was a little skeptical going in. However, that being said, I have read the first two issues. I have not yet read issue three. It just came out this week, so I will be reading it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'll probably actually read it tonight. I love this book. Nick Spencer is killing it as far as channeling who Peter Parker is. Like with the wisecracks, the comedy, the everything. So when you got in the Ryan Otley art just sets it up as well. Dude, I am loving this book. I thought I was going to go into it and just hate it, but I am having so much fun reading it. Like I just have a, excuse me, back that out. I just have a smile on my face the entire time I'm reading that. From beginning to end, I just, I'm like a little kid, just a big old smile on my face. I love this title. Well, you know, I'm glad that you feel the same way I do uh, about this book. I really like it too. I mean, I didn't think that, because I haven't read a uh, recent Spider Man series in a while. I mean, I think the last thing I did was Renew Your Vows, and I was into that for a little bit, but that wasn't even the same kind of Spider Man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was like different universe. But, um, I mean, I'm going to bring this up. I don't want to get in too much detail because we have other comics to talk about. But um, I want to bring this up from issue number one. Um, if you haven't read issue one yet, we're on issue three already. I'm sorry. You're a little behind anyway. But um, I wanted to bring up, how'd you feel about him losing his degree? Because they found out that Dr. Octopus was the one that wrote it, even though he was superior Spider-Man, and it was technically... Yeah, so they, were, so they were saying that, like, plagiarism, basically. He yeah, lost it due to plagiarism. Yeah, how you that, though? That he just lost his degree, and they're like, okay, here's your second chance. Um, I like it. I thought it was an intriguing way to knock Peter down a few pegs. Because with Slot, Slot created, like, this big thing where he became, like, CEO of Parker Industries, and he was, like, part of, like, you know... He was, like, on top of the mountain, right? And then towards the end of Slot's run, he kind of got knocked down. He lost Parker Industries. You know, things were kind of not going his way. And then Nick Spencer comes in and really, it kind of gives it a reboot, I guess you could say. Like, he kind of, re he found a way to reset everything and bring us back to the Peter Parker that everybody knows and loves. He was able to find a way to to kind of not undo what slot did, but to kind of get us back to the original Parker that everyone loves. So, you know, that, that good old Parker luck, you know, he's going to lose everything. So I thought it was actually a really clever way of undoing everything. Yeah. And you know what else was cool? Mysterio was pretty cool in it. I actually like to see Mysterio pop up yeah. once in a while, even though he's a goofy yeah. character with a fishbowl on his head, but you yeah. Know. Well, he's going to be in uh, the new Spider-Man Far From Home movie. 
Right. So we'll we'll see how that one plays out. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. How do you say his name? It's Gyllenhaal. Not, it's not Gyllenhaal. He was on a Conan episode one time, and they were saying everyone's pronouncing it wrong. But it's like Gyllenhaal or something like because it's like German or something. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I like that they're bringing in Doc Connors. You got the lizard. Ryan Otley's lizard looks dope too. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. really, I really like that. I was really surprised to see him pop up at the first issue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm digging it. It's, it's good stuff, man. I like how he's kind of like, you know, Doctor Connors is like, no, I can control my state now, and I can. So it's like you might even see the lizard becoming sort of an anti-hero, kind of like yep. Venom did at yep. some point. You know, you might kind of see that, which I think it would be a really interesting take on it if, you know, the lizard can kind of sort of maintain somewhat of Doc Connor's intelligence and things. I think that could be kind of a formidable badass. You could have some really cool lizard and Spidey team ups coming up in the near future, which which I think would be pretty cool. All they need to do now is bring uh, Morbius back, and we're uh, we're solid. I would love Morbius to come back, man. Morbius, the living vampire, that dude is like one of my favorite. Like back when Spider-Man '94 was on, you know, in the in the animated series, I loved it when Morbius came on. He was just such, a, and I'm sure they're gonna update his look and stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of a I get it. it. His look is a little outdated, but I just thought it was such a classic badass looking, uh, like, you know, I mean, he's kind of what you got going on. And I know the people at home can't see, but he's kind of got like the little chest showing and the, yeah. Hey baby. So, so yeah, Michael Morbius is, is awesome. I would love to see a Morbius book, even if it was just a mini series, I would if they bring in Morbius, you know who they got to bring back? Blade. Bring Blade back in. Then while you're at it, since he was just in the Spirits of Vengeance book that took place not long ago, give Blade his own title. And I'm not talking a mini, folks. All right? Come on, Marvel. Do not just give him a mini. Give Blade his own running title. You can do it. All right? I want to see it happen. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it would be really cool to bring him back. He's kind of back in the day. He looked like he was, um, ready for an interview with a vampire, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Morbius a cool, Morbius is a cool character. Um, but anyways, uh, I guess we've spoke a while about, uh, Spider-Man now. Um, I haven't read Fantastic Four. That's something that I'm okay. looking forward to. Yes, uh, I'm reading that tonight, actually. I'm reading it tonight, too, right before yeah. I go to bed. That's yeah, on my we, Maybe we should have recorded the next day. I know, right? Sorry, week. Fantastic Four, guys. So, yeah. You're not going to hear about it from us for a whole minute. Yeah, no. You can send us a message on uh, Twitter or Facebook after today, or I guess now. I mean, we're recording this in the past. I don't know why I'm talking like it's the future. Maybe one day we'll have a live recording, but... Um, you know, send us a message and ask us what we think because we'll read it by the time you hear this. I'm excited, very, very, very excited. As most people know, I love the Fantastic Four. I'm a big Fantastic Four guy. Um, I'm I've been waiting for this book for a few years now. Uh, you know, they kind of let it up with the whole you know thing and torch two and ones that they were kind of doing and. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm really, really, really excited to uh, read this title. And some of those uh, Alex Ross covers, oh, they were beautiful. beautiful. Well, I mean, anything Alex Ross does is beautiful, let's be real, but man, were they good looking covers, though. Oh, yeah, they were great. I don't even collect singles, and I was at the shop today because I was looking around for some hardcovers. I almost bought some just because they were so gorgeous. I don't even collect singles. I mean, but, I think that uh, they put out a lot of... I think it was 70-something variants they put yep. out for it. That's it's, kind of ridiculous, in my opinion, but it is what man. it is. I saw, When I went to the shop, there was... Uh, it was right by my work, and it's the one that usually has a bunch of different variants, and it only had one variant left, and it was the one of 25 or whatever, 25, one, how I forget how you say it, um, variant cover by uh, Lupacino. I think that's how you say his last name. And I, I mean, I didn't really like it, so I bought the uh, original cover. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, it just was, I like the original cover better the way it looked. Um, I was looking at some of the other covers, though, and they had some really cool ones. The ones that jumped out at me were like the Alex Ross one and stuff. Um, There's a bunch of Scotty Young ones, like, you know, the character, each individual character and whatnot. And then there was a bunch of just random names that I, I mean, I didn't really recognize too much of, but um there was a lot of covers, man. 70 something is like ridiculous. And I yeah. bet they're going to do that soon too with uh, the uncanny X-Men uh, reboot or whatever. They're going to probably make a bajillion covers too. And you got to buy five to complete. Is the that cover the one set. that Claremont's coming back for? Um, I don't think, no Claremont's coming back for Magneto uh, X-Men black. Oh, okay. Um, and he's working with um, Pepe Larraz, I believe. That'd be cool. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Could be with cool. That. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That could be cool. All right, so what else are you reading? So we haven't read Fantastic Four yet. We need to. We're slacking. I know. We apologize. Maybe we'll post our thoughts on Twitter um, later on after we read it. But uh, so what else have you been reading? Okay, outside of current stuff, I went back and. No, you can't even read current. That's all you're reading for current is Spider Man? Uh. Well, I mean, like I said, I read the X-Men stuff. You, but you don't oh, want to yeah. hear about the X-Men stuff. Except Weapon X, the, like I said, they, okay, I will tell you this one thing about Weapon X because it's kind of interesting. Um, in the last issue, it was the end of the story arc for um, Omega Red. In the story arc, he adopted a tiger cub he found in the Siberian, in the Siberian like, tundra when he was dragging uh, he, him and Sabretooth became friends while they were trekking through the tundra in siberia trying to get away from this base and get to where his omega red's brother was who's a diplomat in russia um he somehow finds this tiger he survives being going through the tundra by sucking the regenerating life out of saber tooth and in the process they become friends somehow um whole big thing happens whatever they kill his brother blah 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 um old man logan dropped from the team um warpath dropped from the team so the lineup is Omega Red, uh, Domino, Lady Deathstrike, and then Sabretooth is leading the group. And now at the end of the issue, they added Mystique, and they're going by Weapon X-Force now. Mm. That's their new team name. Um, the art in it was just it looks like a cartoon man like i can't even describe it it all it looks like it was like something like you would watch good like cartoon, cartoon or bad cartoon it would be oh. like the modern animation on cartoon no, network no, except no, it was no, like no, sharper no. pencil lines and stuff it wasn't as no rounded. no if i man i wish i could show you right now i'll probably show you later i'll give you a little clip of it but um the art was rough uh the writing was pretty good 
Um, the covers, they're still by um, Greg Land, and they're pretty good, too. Yeah, he does decent covers for sure. But if I bought that, and if I saw that, if I saw a Greg Land cover or something like that, I open that book up and I get Powerpuff Girls type art. Yeah, exactly. Dude, oh my god, I would be pissed. Like Omega Red didn't look intimidating. He looked kind of cute in some of the panels. Oh, dude, yeah, that would. No matter how good the writing is, that would have pulled me out of the book. I'm sorry, it would have. Yeah, that would have ruined the book Weird, for me. Weird, man, to see a big group of killers like that uh, that are all pretty badass, you know, in the Marvel Universe being drawn down to, like, uh, like I said, like Cartoon Network art, pretty much. Oh, oh sir. All right, you're going to have to show me this later. Um, so I, there's a couple other books I thought you were reading. Weren't you reading uh, Immortal Hulk? Yeah, Immortal Hulk is great, man. Have you Dude, caught up on it? Yes. You're on nothing uh, past issue four now, then. I think I don't know if I've read issue four yet or not. I think I still have issue four to read. I've okay. read the first three though, and I am enjoying the hell out of that book. Uh, one issue is one story, basically. Yeah, it's really cool how they're kind of doing that, but yet there's still an overarching storyline. Like it's, it is sort of self-contained, like you were saying. But at the same time, there is still like a, a longer narrative mm-hmm. with Bruce, you know, being on the run and, and things like that. Uh, but no, I love the kind of supernatural sort of feel that they're going with this, you know, with Did like, you the, like the radioactive issue. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was cool, man. <laughs> it sort like, of reminded me of like school. a, yeah, it sort of reminded me of like a Tales from the Crypt type thing. Right. With the Hulk? Yeah. No, it was, it was well done. And, like, everybody had, like, different points of view as to what happened. And, like, each point of view was done by a different artist. I thought that was pretty clever as well. Very. Um, but, no, Al Ewing is writing uh, Immortal Hulk. And I am... I'm, I did honestly, man, I did not think I was going to like it. And I know you had said, like, oh, issue one was so good. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we'll see. And I got really bored one night. I had nothing else really to read. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to read this and see what it's all about. Dude, I'm so glad I did. I'm actually enjoying that book a lot. Yeah. No, it was very surprisingly good. Um, you know, I the first issue. Amazing Alex Ross covers again, too. Yep. Holy buckets, amazing covers. Yep. The covers pull you in right in. That was one of the first things I noticed when I walked into the comic shop the day that issue one came out. And I walked in. And I was planning on buying it anyway, but I went and I before I asked for pools or anything, I go and look at the back wall to see if there's anything that came out, you know, that I forgot about. I didn't have my pool list or whatever. I didn't think ahead about. And I turn over and I look at the wall that has the racks and the shelves, all the new comics out, and I see that Alex Ross cover for issue one. And I was like, that's a cool looking comic, man. That's something to it draws you to it. You need to put like a little spotlight on it so it has its own little aura on the shelf or whatever. And yeah, it was badass, dude. I was not disappointed. There was a comic shop um, in a town not too far from where I'm at that actually just closed their doors, and um, I was getting some stuff from him. And uh, he had a poster. Is the Alex Ross? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Immortal Hulk one poster um, in his shop, and I was like are you going to be selling those posters by chance? And he goes, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to sell that one. Though. I go, well, man, if you do hit me up, I, I will buy that poster. Yeah. Well, I don't even, I don't even really like the incredible Hulk, but I want that poster. Yeah. So you haven't read issue issue four deals with uh, Sasquatch. Oh, wait, wait, 
That was issue three too, right? He showed is up it... at the end in the airport. Okay, then never mind. I have read issue four. You've read issue four where yep. he gets uh, stabbed or shot or whatever? Yep, yep. Yep. Okay, that was issue four. Um, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I didn't know that backstory of Sasquatch where he was roommates with Bruce in college. Yeah, I, I'm not very familiar at all with Sasquatch, so all that was kind of news to me. But either way, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was cool. Um, I like Sasquatch. He's kind of a cool guy. Yeah, so. no, definitely. And I like how they're like, oh, they're gamma. They Things they connect or whatever, and they could feel it. And it's going to be a, probably a cool little two-issue old-school art because they fought in the past in the original Hulk run. So Yeah, no, yeah. I really, really like what Al's doing. It's uh, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying it. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check out Immortal Hulk. I do recommend it. Um, have you read the new Captain America at all by Coates? No. I haven't read that one yet. I hear it's good. I got to recommend it, man. Um, once again, I can't believe I'm talking this positively about Marvel. Uh, this is mind-boggling ah. to me. <laughs> no, man. Um, Coates is doing a, an awesome job so far. I mean, it's only two issues, but uh, I read it. And I was like, I'm going to give it a shot and just kind of see what it's about. Because I, I did kind of fall off with the whole Nick Spencer, Captain America stuff. So I was like, I'm just curious to see what, what Coates is going to do with it. And because uh, I loved Mar what Mark Wade did, that little like mini run that Mark Wade had, it was fantastic. Absolutely yeah. love that title. So I was like, I'm kind of curious to see where it's going to go from here. And uh, it, it does kind of touch. It, it kind of definitely takes off right from where I think, like the from my understanding, where the Nick Spencer run kind of ended, because it talks a lot about how. Uh, people still look at Captain America as a traitor and he's like, that wasn't me and all this other, you know, but, um, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I, if I remember correctly, you is doing the art on it. Um, and the art looks really good as well. Um, so yeah, no, I'm actually really enjoying what Coates is doing on it. So I do recommend that book as well. If people are looking for new titles to check out. I am recommending Captain America by Coates. It's it's been a good ride in these two issues. Um, someone just recommended to me I need to read uh, Mark Wade's Doctor Strange. Hey, I don't know. I've never read it before. I haven't read a whole lot of Doctor Strange, but I mean, I couldn't imagine that it's bad. Yeah, no, I've read Aaron's Doctor Strange and I loved it. I thought it was good. And then Kate's did a little bit of Doctor Strange, which I enjoyed. Uh, so yeah, somebody said I need to read Wade's Doctor Strange. So speaking of two issues and suggestions, um, I, I guess it was like, it was a few weeks ago. Um, there's been two issues now of, uh, Jeff Lemire's new book, Century. Have you tried it yet? I have not. Oh, I know you were asking Mike about it the other day. Yeah, no, I have not. Well, I know you like Jeff Lemire as a writer. I've mostly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this book is pretty different from the way any other Marvel titles been written in a while, story-wise. It's really, I don't know, it's dark, man. It's pretty dang oh, really? dark so far. Um, I'll give you I, like, I like a basic, dark. I'll give you a basic like little overview of what it is, but um, basically Bob Reynolds, who is the Sentry, yeah. um, he, the government is watching him with Tony Stark, basically, and they are... Doctor Strange built a pocket dimension device for him to where he can become the century in his own little pocket dream universe for a certain amount of time a day. So 
he can maintain the void there because where the century is the void is and mm-hmm. so they build him his own little pocket universe he has to go there so many times or so many hours out of the day to maintain it so he doesn't turn back into the century in real life mm-hmm. and um someone steals the device from him and he's freaking out he's just a, he's been a normal guy for years now and he worked at a diner with um his i guess it's his golden age uh century sidekick the sentry boy i've never heard of him before before this but then in his little pocket universe he has sentry boy and he has the centrist which is like century woman basically or whatever and it's like a in the pocket universe it's like a golden age comic basically but when he's in the real world he's just some bum working as a fry cook at a diner and he's trying not to bring the century back into this world so the void doesn't come back into the world and someone steals his pocket universe thing and he freaks out and he becomes the century again and he's trying to figure out how to get back in there and fix it Hmm. but it's really freaking dark when you find out um in issue two it tells you who stole the thing and it's really messed up so Mm. yeah the whole thing's really dark though like uh i you're just gonna have to read it man like i know how i described it it doesn't sound super dark but then when you actually read it with it, because I can't just give away these details because it'll ruin the plot of the comic or whatever for you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's dark. There's some really messed up stuff that happens in it. Are you uh, Are you still reading Moon Knight? No, I haven't read Moon Knight in a while. Moon Knight's still really good. I'm still enjoying the crap out of Moon Knight. So I, that's another book I recommend. Okay, so have you read anything other than Marvel? Have you read any, like, indie or DC newer stuff? Not going back in time, but newer stuff. I haven't read any new uh, indie stuff lately, even DC. Uh, One of the things that I wanted to find this week, though, was the new Sandman comic that came out. Yeah, the one shot, the DC, the Sandman universe. Yeah, I didn't know that it came out this week. And so when I went to the shop and stuff, it wasn't at my... uh, regular shop where i pick up my subs or whatever right mm-hmm. um i guess they didn't have enough people requested or something um but uh the other shop i was at i realized i looked at it and i don't know why i didn't put two and two together and think that it was something new and why it was something that was old but uh, i missed out on it and i really need to go back and find it now so i can read it because i think it's something that's going to be pretty cool really cool uh jill thompson cover as well right who we interviewed not too long ago if you want yep. to go back in time and check out some yep. uh, older four guys episodes she's yeah jill thompson is so good yeah she's badass um yeah i really really dig her stuff um anyway uh yeah no sandman universe it was the one shot that dropped this week uh starting in september is when the the new sandman universe books are gonna start kind of dropping so this is sort of like a precursor to what's gonna come starting in september on uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that cause I really, really like Sandman and I love the Sandman universe. Um, I'm really hoping for some Mervin the pumpkin type books. Uh, anything with him in it is going to be great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if Mervin shows up. Uh, yeah, no, I'm super jazzed though for, for that stuff. Um, I did want to say too, that I know it's been a while since we've talked about this. So I kind of wanted to bring it back up real quick. Uh, we've talked about Bendis, uh, writing Superman and how we were afraid it was going to go and blah, 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 blah. Uh, well now that he's been writing, well, I haven't read everything yet, but from what I have read, I got to admit, I am shocked by how good it has been. 
Uh, I think Bendis is doing a, from what I have read, Bendis has done a pretty good job with the Superman titles and the, and the, you know, action comics titles. So, uh, if you are a Superman fan and you were kind of on the edge about it, I do recommend, you know, even if you're a trade waiter by now, there's gotta be a trade coming out soon. Uh, grab that. He's, he's done a, a pretty decent job on it. So I am enjoying that one. Um, trying to think if there's anything current indie wise. Well, I was going to say in DC too. Um, I was going to say in DC too. Um, you heard that, uh, Venditti isn't going to be on Hal Jordan anymore. He's going to end his run at like issue 43 or 42 or something like that. Yeah. And that actually reminds me, Tom King, um, announced that his Batman run is going to end on issue 103. Mm-hmm. But they're only like on issue 50-something now, aren't they? Correct, but it's twice a week. So, I mean, he's got... Or not twice a week, sorry, twice a month. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got maybe a little over a year left on the book, really. That's a long time for a comic uh, writer now. Yeah, no, 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 it is. But the fact that he's like he's got it all planned out through that issue, and I know a lot of people were pissed off about Batman Fifty, um, and uh, but Tom King came out and he said, you know, he goes like, just wait, like everything will come together in the end, and it'll be awesome. Just wait. They're and gonna get I, married in issue one hundred. And I, yeah, and and I can't fault Tom King, man. He's such a good writer. So when he says "just wait," I I truly believe that guy because he is Tom King's amazing, man. Um, I really, really, really dig his stuff. And the dude's a class act, and he's super, super funny. Um, did you so, read any detective comics at all? Uh, not lately, no. Or if they're on like issue thirty something, I think he's like his. He had a little arc with uh, I think Static Shock or somebody, and it was a uh, charity uh, thing that he was doing, where the proceeds of one of the issues went to some charity. But it was yeah, like that's a pretty three cool. Or four issue thing, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I don't know if it hap- if it was still going on or not. I it might have already happened or finished, but I know it was recent because I saw him posting about it. Yeah, no, I've honestly, I haven't really been keeping up a whole lot on current. Um, I'm, I am pretty far behind. There's just so many books to read. True story. And not enough time in the world to read them all. So I, what I've been kind of doing is sort of waiting for things to build up. Like I got behind, like I love Joshua Williamson, but I got really far behind on The Flash. Um, and I know he just had like the flash war going on, which looked awesome. Um, I think some people were a little upset with, they with brought the back of a that, but flash, didn't they? Yeah. From my understanding, they did. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't read it all, but that's kind of, that's what I heard anyway. Um, but yeah, man, there's, you know, the other thing too, I'm just trying to think of like recommendations that I have read recently that, if people haven't read, they need to. Um, I strongly recommend still checking out Red Next by Donny Kate. It's it's crazy. Uh, it's still going strong, man. I mean, it's, it's not like crazy stuff. in a bad way, but I mean, I didn't expect something. Because originally it was only supposed to be a limited, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of his stuff is limited. Baby Teeth was supposed to be, I think, but Baby Teeth is, seems to still be going strong. Um, from what I have read of Baby Teeth, that's another really good kind of creepy horror right. title that he does. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by Boom Comics, written by Kyle Higgins. 
I strongly recommend that title. Um, the year one deluxe edition is now out of print, like the hardcover. Uh, luckily, Mr. Tim the Toolman Tyler, Mr. Zach a Hard Rock, found me a copy at a local shop and mailed it to me. Badass. So that should be arriving to my house tomorrow. So I am very excited about that. And then volume two or year two of the deluxe edition drops, I believe, in November. So once that drops, you'll have the first like 25 issues um, in hardcover. But you want to read some really cool, nostalgic Mighty Morphin stuff? Go check out Kyle Higgins' run. It'll totally bring you back to your childhood. It's awesome. Hell yeah. Speaking of things you got in the mail, did you read any more of that man thing? Uh, no. Boo I am. Boo. Yeah, no. <laughs> nah, man. I am so, so far behind with things. Um, what I have been reading though is, uh, Absolute Sandman. I just finished volume three not very long ago. Um, I just finished Absolute Superman Batman volume one. I am almost done with Mark Wade's Daredevil volume four out of the five deluxe hardcovers. Um, what else? Oh, I've been reading Madman Gargantua. And that's sort of what I've been reading out of my... Oh, I just finished Batman by Grant Morrison Omnibus. And cool story. Ooh, look, fun f story about that. So I'm actually selling that Omnibus. Not because I didn't like it, though. But because there was a guy on eBay that was selling... Um, custom binds of Grant Morrison's entire Batman run and three separate custom bound hardcovers. I scored all three of those for a f like a fraction of the price. Like it was almost a deal that was co too good to be true almost. And, um, so I now have, or will have, they're in the mail. I will have Grant Morrison's entire Batman run in hardcover format. So I'm like, well, I don't need this Omni anymore because now I have them all in custom binds. And I'm just going to get some really cool dust jackets made for them. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of dive into those too. Because I'll tell you what, man, if you've never read Morrison's Batman, you're missing out. It's, it's good stuff. Well... If you're trying to sell it, man, and someone that's listening right now wants it, uh, how can they reach you? Oh, if they want mine, the yeah. Omni, I'll sell it for 45 bucks shipped. <laughs> um, just hit us up on Twitter or email, four guys in a comic. That's really the easiest way. Um, I got it posted. If you're a part of the Omnibus groups on Facebook, I have it posted in there as well. Um, but yeah, man, 45 bucks shipped and you can have it. It's uh, it's a great book. Like I said, the only reason that I'm d parting with it is because I got the three custom binds. That is the only reason I'm getting rid of it. Um, oh, and I also just read a uh, Jeff Smith's reimagined edition of Shazam and the Monsters of the in Society of Evil Evil Monster Society. I think is what it's called. Shazam, uh, dude, that's a fun book. That's a really fun book. Like, even my kid was like, what's this? You know what? Actually, let's just dive right into this. Speaking of Shazam. Oh, God, it's been a while since we've recorded. We're, like, missing out on so much stuff right now. 
the trailer for Shazam. Have we you seen it? We talked about it a little did bit. Did we? We did. I don't, I don't remember. We did. Dude, that trailer. Oh, that's right. I did because I was talking about my son. Yeah, dude, that trailer. I can't I can't wait. That movie looks so good. Um, okay, how about this? The Venom trailer 2. We haven't discussed that one. We have not discussed that one. And I actually liked the trailer a lot. I thought that Venom looked dope. Um, I think that his accent with his voiceover thing, or I don't know how to describe it, whatever they did with him, um, was a little weird, but it wasn't too bad. And uh, they went more Dark Origin than they did Lethal Protector Eddie Brock. Ooh, Dark Origin. I haven't read that in forever. God, I haven't read that in years. I used to have all the little mini issues of that. It's like they took the personality of Eddie Brock from Dark Origin and then mixed together Separation Anxiety and Lethal Protector into one comic. Okay, so here's my question. So in the second trailer, you got to see way more symbiotes. Now, also, did you notice that it seems like they changed symbiote to Mm -hmm. symbiote? Did you notice that? Yeah, you know, a lot of people have been posting on Twitter, and I've been seeing it, where they're arguing over symbiote versus symbiote. And, yeah, I don't say um, I don't say symbiote. But apparently, that's it's weird. Symbiote, no, that's weirdish. That's weirdish shit. I don't care. No, it's symbiote. That's how I grew what, up. How did it. I say symbiote? How, symbiote. Now, now, now I'm all messed up. I don't symbiote. even know what I'm saying anymore. My head's yeah. It's the symbiote. S- yeah, symbiote. <laughs> symbiote. The symbiote is coming to get you. Yeah, no, I know out. it's not a symbiote. Oh, that was so weird. Anyways, I'm gonna keep saying it. it's gonna mess my head up. Yeah, I know, um, right? You're gonna get used to it and just make it. Yeah, thing yeah, now. dude, and it's thanks, gonna Internet. suck. Yeah, thanks, Dick. So, <laughs> um, anyways, they showed way more in there. Is that anti venom that they were showing? What is that? Um, that or, is a uh, rage. Okay, I'm not familiar with that character at all. Part of the Mercury team, man. I'm not going to be surprised if we see a a score. I mean, a scream or a riot. Or no, is that who it was? That was was Riot. That's who it was. What? Okay, who is who is this? I don't even know who this is. Riot is a part of the uh, later Mercury team. It was a okay. So the Life Foundation took a part of Venom suit or whatever, a symbiote, and created a team of. Uh, symbiotes to latch on to designated people that they assigned to them and created a group called the Mercury Squad or whatever. And it's just one of the members of it. But they're using him, I guess, as a main character. But I wouldn't be surprised if more pop up. There's like a team. I think there's four or five of them. So they're, they are using like a real character. It's not like a made-for-TV no. or a made-for-movie They character. first debuted it's... in Lethal Protector. Oh, all right. I need to go back and reread that then, because I do not remember that at all. So yeah. I'm a horrible memory, apparently. Um, okay, cool. I was kind of like looking, and I'm like, who the hell is that supposed to be? It's kind of random to bring them in for the first movie. I mean, I it, it kind of makes sense, because it was in Venom's first standalone. So Well, it seems like it's the... Uh, the leader of the life foundation is that who he was in the comics was it the leader no. of the life is just some guy some random group of people oh, okay i don't well, even remember their names i just remember their symbiote names well, that's all right i will say uh there's times where i've watched that trailer and i go it looks really cool and then there's times where i watch it on my phone and it just looks super fake so I think it's one of those things where on a big screen, it's going to look really, really awesome. But when you play it like on a tiny, like on your phone, like on your iPhone or something, 
it just looks so fake and stupid. Like it just it, the effects don't work well on small screen. So I oh, think no, it's, that's why you got to go to the movies and get that movie. Magic. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to work really well on the big screen, but I worry about what it's going to look like, you know, once it, it drops on like digital or Blu-ray or, or what have you, like, is it still going to hold up? Cause it looks, it looked kind of bad on a smaller screen. Not going to lie. It's not made for the small screen. It's made for the big screen. Yeah. So anyways. Oh, speaking of Venom, you know what I read tonight? What? So when they originally announced Venom, they, uh, you know, the producer said, oh no, it's going to be rated R. We're going more into this like horror type feel. It's going to be a rated R Venom movie. It's going to be rated R. And everybody's like, yeah, rated R Venom. Woo. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, they have not come out and confirmed it, but there has been rumors swirling that uh, it is no longer going to be rated R. It is now going to be a hard PG-13 because they eventually would like to do a crossover with Spider-Man. Huh. And they can't do a crossover with Spider-Man if Venom is an R-rated character. What's well, that's dumb. Yeah, so ooh, that kind of sucks. Well, Peter doesn't need to be a rated R character anyway. He never was. Well, no, he doesn't need to be, but I still feel like Venom should be. Well, I mean, uh, you can't show Venom like biting people's heads off. Basically. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at uh, Logan. Okay, Logan was a hard R, and it worked really well, but previously he was PG 13 and it was okay. Like, I think you could still make a venom rated R movie and then make a PG 13 Spider-Man crossover later on. Yeah, no, there would be nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a lot of movies have... that started out rated R and then showed up as PG 13 and sequels. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, you're going to have Spider-Man being like, you know, Eddie, we don't eat people. You know what I mean? Like not literally saying that, but like, you no, could he's gonna say like, it exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could have Venom like eating people's heads and like drinking their brains and all that kind of stuff in the first one, and then in the second one, you could have him like where Peter's training him to be more of a hero. Like, no, 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 you don't get to eat people. We web them up or whatever the hell he's gonna say. Right? I'm not a writer, obviously, but like that would make way more sense to me than promising people a hard R and then making it a hard PG 13 like that. Just, I think it's a bad move, Sony. I think it's a bad move. Well, you're not going to listen to me, but I think it's a bad move. You got to wait a while anyway. I mean, uh, Spider-Man in the MCU has to graduate high school first before he meets Eddie Brock. Cause the only, the way that they met was he was already a reporter and scuffed him. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 So, I mean, who knows? They'll probably change the origin anyway, like they do everything else. But, uh, yeah. Oh, did you hear uh, Samuel L. Jackson is going to be in Spider-Man Far From Home as Nick Fury? That's cool. And Colby Smulders is going to come back as Maria Hill in Spider-Man as well? So, is he going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now? I don't know, man. He's got the iron suit. Uh, it could give him the be black costume. Come on, it could be. I'm interested to see where it goes. I am definitely interested. But that being said, 
Um, I saw a really funny comment on Reddit today when they announced uh, that Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in Spider-Man Far From Home. There was a really funny comment. You have to read it or say it in Samuel L. Jackson's like voice. But the comment just said, Webs, motherfucker, do you spin them? <laughs> I, just, I just died laughing. I'm like, if you can read that in Sam Jackson's voice, that is hilarious. Right. I think it's an automatic whenever uh, someone says, uh, motherfucker, you know? Yeah. 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 It's always got to be in Sam's voice. Exactly. Nobody sounds as cool as he does when they even try to mimic him. But still, yeah. You could try. You could try. You're going to fail, but you could try. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's it for movie news that I'm aware of. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's about it right now. That's really uh, kind of what we got. So we're going to wrap up tonight. Um, but stay tuned you guys, cause we got a lot of really big, exciting stuff coming. Um, what all that is, we're not even sure yet, but we're going to make it fun. Uh, yeah. stay t- <laughs> you can keep up to date with us by following us on Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we'll give you all your updates and everything that's happening. If there's any changes going to be made, we want you to know first, and that will be through our social media. So uh, give us a like and a follow. Yeah, please do. Let us. And if you guys have a name, if you have a good name, we're open to suggestions. Yeah, no, definitely. Anything can be on the table. Uh, we have tried ourselves to come up with a bunch of names, and they are all already taken. We yeah, are the well good past ones. the podcast boom. Everything yes. is gone. <laughs> yes, yes. All the good names have been taken. We're like, ooh, that one sounds good. Check, taken. Oh, that one sounds really good. Check, taken. Shit. <laughs> yep. It's rough out here for a podcaster. It's rough out here for a podcaster. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so thank you guys, everyone, for listening. We truly appreciate it. Please stick with us. We got some big stuff coming. And uh, if anybody out there, maybe you're a hardcore geek or nerd yourself about something other than comics and you want to come on and talk to us or school us or whatever it is on the subject, hit us up in an email, Facebook, Twitter, however you want to get a hold of us, and let us know. We'd be more than happy to talk to you and, and see what you're about and go from there. So... Until next time, the power is yours. We'll see you soon, Excelsior!